Hello and welcome to Really Good Appears. My name is Gary O'Brien and this is where I get some of my very good friends on to chat about and discuss all sorts of movies. And joining me today, once again, it's Alice Gillen and she's here to talk about the 2019 South Korean black comedy thriller, Parasite. So stick around, we hope you enjoy. In the abridged lyrics to Aqua's Dr. Jones... Dr. Gillen, Dr. Gillen, get up now. How are we? <laughs> I can't even. I'm dying. I'm dying, Gary. Um, I think all the listeners should know that was the fourth attempt. It was not the fourth <laughs> attempt at all. How dare you? I thought that on the spot. That was. It was actually we, pretty witty. We stalled the intro so I could Google who sang that. <laughs> Love it. Love it. How, How are, are you, you, Gary? Not too bad. I'm not too bad. Not too I'm, bad. Uh, sure. How how's free life over in the states? Being able to go and do things. Sure, it's great living in a free country. To be honest, she says in front of her giant American flag. It's a um, really big American flag. Like it's quite obnoxiously large. I'm not see, gonna lie. The funny thing is, your listeners, all twenty eight of them, or however many I had the last time, are going to think that you're joking because last time we said I was in my lab coat. Whereas this time, it's actually a mm. giant American flag the size of a wall. And it's the same way I've put my Irish Republic flag behind me just to show I, you know, big the, fan of, the, of a United with Ireland. With the ra, yeah. with the ra yeah. across it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love me, it. Uh, Jerry Adams is actually on the show next week. Oh, He's talking he, about no? The Foreigner. <laughs> that, that was a good movie. That was a great movie. I no, love that movie. It has Pierce in it. It's, of course it's going to be a great of course. movie. I, mean, I was wondering how you knew of The Foreigner and I, of course, forgot it's, there was Pierce Brosnan in it. Pierce Brosnan, of course. Yeah. Um, but a movie that's a, a movie... That's not as good as The Foreigner, purely because it's lack of Pierce Brosnan appearance, is the is Parasite by Bong Joon-ho. Go. So I'm not going to lie, right? I feel like you're going to ask me this in a second. You're going to be like, Alice, please go on, tell the listeners why you decided to choose today's movie. And I'm going to mm, be like... Oh, you know the format of the podcast. <laughs> it's an avid listener, Gary. I'm going to say I chose this movie exclusively so you had to pronounce all the names. Now, that's funny. <laughs> And that's, you know, I would, I would, you know, I would agree. Other than the fact that I've written the phonetics right here, so I am prepared. I love it. Love it. Uh, yeah, no. It was actually a good movie, though. But yes, today we're going to discuss Parasite. In all of its and glory. Why, why Parasite? Just because I had to pronounce Bong No, so also, I, this came out last year, pre-COVID life. Yeah. So it's probably... One one of the last movies I saw in cinema, like in the last ten movies that I saw in the cinema prior to COVID, and hilariously, I had pneumonia when I went to see this in the cinema, but I didn't know I had pneumonia yet, so I spent the whole time in the cinema dying, like just like oh, good, like dying coughing. I must have pissed off <laughs> the whole room, like I was really dying. I couldn't breathe. Um, so I have fond memories of Parasite. Um, and also it is... <laughs> in between the coughs, it was very entertaining. But see, this is it. It's all in subtitles. So well, that's exactly it. Exactly. That was it. It was like, if this was not a subtitled movie, I wouldn't have been able to watch it because I just wouldn't ah. have been able to hear anything. But thanks to the subtitles, I could follow the whole movie. I also think it's a very good movie. In it general. Really I, I I had a lot of fun watching it this time because I missed the first 15 minutes of it when I went to go see it. Yeah, I know. I, I went to go see it with my good friends, David and David Scanlon, leaving alone, give him a shout out here. And it was a really <laughs> cool screening because 
I because there was a live Q&A after there was like a satellite stream to a Q&A with the director and stuff oh, um, and so what happened was we booked it and oh, but you know what it's uh, here's a for your American listeners will get this wrath mines traffic am I right <laughs> um, it was really bad traffic getting out of town to wrath mines so it was running really really late um, and I so I arrived I so think at the, the bit uh, to the Omniplex yes oh. it's not the Swan Cinema anymore it's not no, gone are the days. But yeah, so so I arrived really. Late. So there was a few bits, but which you can get into, which we can get into later. That I was very confused. That I didn't really know what was going on. Uh, like the big rock, I had no idea what the big rock was about. Which honestly uh, is pretty central, central yeah. image in the. And it's in funny because when I turned to David and Lily, and I was like, "What happened?" And they told me everything except the giant rock. And then there's a scene later where the mother, the mom, is like cleaning this giant cleaning rock. rock. I'm like, what the fuck? this yeah. giant rock um, but the one negative thing I'll say about when I watched it the first time was the subtitles were trash they were so like it was like it was like for hard of hearing people so it would be like in brackets dog barking and oh. stuff like that it was really really poor um, but having watched it this time I watched it on Amazon Prime the the the, 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 um, the subtitles were so much better and what was great about it and it's, it's something I kind of want to talk a bit about um, just in general about subtitles movies but they paused a lot and they waited for the character to nearly finish the sentence. Whereas when I watched it, they they just showed up and then the person would say it. So it kind of took away a lot of the tension and the drama from it. So I actually really enjoyed watching it this time, even though, like, uh, by the way, there's going to be spoilers in this. It's a very twisty turny movie so definitely watch it beforehand it won best oscar uh so it's it's a rightly so um, first foreign movie absolutely. first foreign movie to win best oscar fun fact uh, yeah and it's um and what was great and what's great about watching it this time is that you're able to pick up on all the other things that you didn't see the first time so so watching it again actually was a great experience so i'm very glad you picked it so i also watched it on amazon prime and what i noticed now, we're not going to play favorites with the streaming services here, but Amazon mm-hmm. do the best subtitles of any streaming service. Really? Yeah, because Netflix also does that stupid, like, dog barking, classical music playing, yeah. tense music playing, um, and it doesn't do the pauses, because I did also notice that the pauses really helped the yeah. movie, because it is a lot of suspense, and a lot of it is, like, the delivery of the line and, like, where they pause. That being said, it's in Korean, so, like, do we fully get the nuances? Probably no. not. But with Amazon subtitles, would recommend to a friend again. Yeah, Amazon do that cool thing as well where, like, they call it, like, X-ray, and they'll show you, like, who's in the, who's in the scene. Like, I love that. you stream, that. it's like, and they, like, they tell you who's in the scene. But what's also great is they actually show you what song is playing as well. Oh, um, I didn't know there's that. There's like a song. Yeah, I was, I was watching uh, a great show called Marvelous Miss Maisel, and it's funny because when I looked at my phone, it said, like, some weird old song was playing and I was just like jeez that's great Amazon you're doing a good job true um, Amazon. we're not Dan loves, Amazon yet Dan loves that show the Marvelous Mrs. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel yeah uh, we should probably talk about Parasite we should I, I realise I have a horrible habit of going off on a tangent um, so you're just going to okay, edit so yeah, all that like, out anyway yeah it's all like, like, I, like I've said many times there's like there's like podcast like recording Gary then there's like editing Gary and they're mutual enemies and they, they do not get along at all Back to Parasite, because I feel like people actually need to know a little bit about this yeah. movie. Um, firstly, people who haven't watched it need to go watch it, because yeah. it's class. It's available now on Amazon Prime. <laughs> Amazon Prime! Only 3 Only 3 <laughs> Um 
Yeah, it's I suppose one thing people might not know about it. It's, it's all in Korean. It's all subtitled. Uh, it was nominated for like six Oscars. I think it won four. Funny enough, the only two it didn't win was for editing and production design, I think. Mm. And it's funny because Bong Joon-ho came out and he said he was so ha- he was most happy with those nominations. Um, and he was, but yet those are the only two that didn't win. As in, he didn't care about himself getting writing or directing or from. He was so happy with the production design and the editing because I don't know if you know that the whole house was built from scratch. So that's not a real house. Um, they built that for the movie. And yeah, which is crazy when you think it's about it. Magical. It's magical. It's like it's my ma- dream home. Uh, and there was another thing. It was that he went, uh, Bong Joon Home went to some architect with a load of sketches for the house. And then the, the production designer, like, went and the architect got together and they were like, this, this is not architecturally possible. An idiot would make this house. <laughs> like, so, so they worked together a lot in this. And also the editor then as well. This was, I had a lot of fun looking into this movie. But the editor, the editing of this movie was done in Final Cut Pro 7. And that's an editing program that Apple stopped supporting in 2011. And the movie was edited on a computer that hasn't had a software update since 2014. And it got an Oscar nomination for it. But yeah, you go. So there you go. So that, like, there, there was just some interesting things about the awards it won. It was also one of only three movies ever to have won um, the best, the Palm Dwar, Palm Door, Palm Door, Golden Palm at Cannes Film Festival, and also to win the Oscar in the same year as well. And it's only one of, and then of those three movies, only two of them have won unanimously at Palm Door. I can't say that. Palm Door. Palm Door. It means it means Golden Palm. I oh, I so get it. My my I'm, my brain is too much focused on trying to get the fucking K- Korean pronunciation right that I can't do French right now. Um, also, it was the first film ever, to, first Korean film ever to win Pandor at the Cannes Film Festival. What else do I have about this movie? That's fucking. It's the class? first. I think the real big one, though, first foreign film to win best film at the Oscars. Like that was its crowning. That's glory. crazy when you think about it, though, isn't it? It is because there's been pretty good foreign films, but yeah, not not Parasite level good. I've also realized. Fun fact, I realised that all of my movies are actually Parasite-linked. Oh, that's good. They also have a kind of a green tinge to them as well. They do have a green tinge. Theme. So there you go. Uh, okay, so that's all That's all about why people should go watch it, as in it's so critically acclaimed and it's got fantastic, you know, recognition for it. Um, so go watch it. It's great. It's got great performances and everything. So Alice, for the people that may want just a bit more to try to understand it, can you give a spoiler-free synopsis of the movie? Yeah, so it is, I think it is possible to give a spoiler free, but you won't really understand what the film's about. But yeah, essentially it's about a Korean family, the Kim family. Yeah, the Kim family. By a process of events, the entire family starts working for this very wealthy family called the Park family. And it's really just kind of going through their life and the social hierarchical constructs of poor versus rich versus perceived richness uh, or perceived kind of position in society and I guess yeah the name the name says a lot it's parasitic behavior of humans rather than an actual it's not gory I think some people are like afraid that because it's called parasite it's going to be real gross and bio gory but it's not I mean that there's like a couple of scenes that are a bit more yeah. violent but in general it's more a parasitic uh, society than a parasite that it lives inside you yeah okay this is what i'm telling people to fuck off next we're gonna get into it yeah Bye, now guys. have fun ciao come back in 
come back in and one hour. And also just really appreciate the fantastic streaming service that is Amazon Prime Video. Amazon Prime Video, featuring many of your favourite TV shows and content. With good subtitles. Re- with fantastic subtitles. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, what do you think about this? Okay, so what, where do you so want to start? We can, we go- now we can spoil yeah. it. Yeah. I think, um, honestly, because when we were watching this again yesterday... Dan and myself, we were looking at it and we are like, the filming is really, really good. Like, the kind of stuff that I wouldn't have noticed the first time, like um, the camera angles, like you see them like walking up when they go to the house or like stuff like this is very clever. I mean, I guess we should start with the Kim family and who they are and what they do in Parasite. Because then uh, yeah, you have to I, pronounce all their names. Uh, yeah, I completely lied about the phonetics as well. Um, so <laughs> I don't have their name. I have the actors' names that I can roughly do. Um, have you? Ever, so actually, brief tangent because I you know how much I love a, a tangent. Um, this is the same guy who did Snowpiercer as well. And uh, uh, okra. And o- okja. Oja, 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 okra. <laughs> okra is <Yeah>. a food. <laughs> um, he also has his own line of okra. <laughs> he did the host too, which I haven't watched. Is that, yeah. Um, but I did like Snowpiercer. Yeah, I've, I've seen it now and I've seen the TV show. I meant to tell you that. Did you like um, the TV show? Yeah, it's really good. I'm it's really, really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jennifer Bre- Connelly is a delight. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so it's got it's got the same actor in it from Snowpiercer who plays the, the father. Uh, Song Kang Ho is the father in... They do, yes. He, he's the kind of guy, he's the I engineer guy in Snowpiercer who like snuffs all the thing. Yeah. yeah. So it's great to see he brings him back for this. So he plays, like you say, the kind of the family, the father of the Kim family. His name, I can't pronounce Ken it. Ho Sung. It's Kim Ki Take. I th- I, yeah, I can't. The, the name of the character. He They refer to him as Mr. He, Kim. Uh, Mr. Kim. That's I think that's what we do. We do Mr. Kim. Yeah. Mrs. Mr. Kim. Kim. So he's hired, uh, so he's hired as Mr. Park's chauffeur while posing as uh, the former chauffeur of Jessica's family member. But I don't know. I was doing a podcast yesterday. I mean, last week I'm trying to remember when these are coming out where the, all the Wikipedia descriptions are referring to characters that haven't been described yet so it's really not yeah. helpful so no um, I would say start like the Kim family there's yeah. a dad a mom a brother and a sister yeah the brother is the first person that gets hired by the Park family as Kevin the English mm-hmm. tutor because I thought that was so weird I thought it was so weird how she so they go to this Park family, which are very wealthy. The mom in the Park family is a bit of a ditz. Like, she's she not really got everything there. And she just believes whatever you say. Um, yeah. But I do like how after his introductory lesson with the daughter of the Park family, she's just like, we will call him Kevin. Like, <laughs> like it wasn't, he didn't say his name was Kevin. He said his Korean name. And then after the class, she was just like, you are now Kevin. Goodbye. Like, that was, like, the first time you really saw that, like, to her, he was just her, her thing. Like, she could yeah. name him. He was, like, a pet. It's like, oh, I got a new yeah, Kevin. Yeah, that's how they kind of see them as. The, like, yeah. the help as in being, like, a pet. Because, like, we kind of see, just to briefly talk about how we kind of were introduced to them, they're just, like, in this kind of sub-basement apartment, and they're trying to, like, scab Wi-Fi, and you could, like, in their just lip, it's, like, kind of a grimy enough apartment as well. Um, With so the weird toilet. Kind of, with the weird toilet it's very elevated it's very high I just <laughs> so I didn't understand toilet that to use. I don't know uh, there's a lot of questions behind around that but it's um, so yeah so it's kind of so when they go when Kevin uh, goes to this 
um, super rich fancy house you could just see he's just taking it all in just be like oh my god because he's posing as this this English tutor uh, because his friend Min had suggested him to this family so that's how they got in um, and it's funny because I another fact attack was that uh, the reason that Bong Joon-ho realised um, chose that as the job was because he realised that sadly uh, that job is one of the only way the two families from extreme ends of the class spectrum in modern day South Korea could cross paths convincingly in a story. Yeah. So but I also think I, I saw some I was like doing my research, you know, how I am. Love a bit of research. Um and what I saw was that it's very interesting when you actually look at it because she says like I don't care about the paper. You came on a recommendation. Like that like for them like to get in to the inners of society, you don't. It yeah. actually doesn't help if you have a degree or whatever. It's really you have to know someone who's already in there, and that's how you get in. You can't like, you can't really elevate yourself. You always have to be brought in by someone, which was yeah. And I, and I thought it was funny clever. with the she like when she's like I don't care about the papers, uh, because you see um the sister character who is played by Park So Dam who plays Kim Ki Jung. Um, so she's the, oh, did I get that completely wrong? No, it's, yeah, she's, the, she's, so she's the daughter of the Kim family and she yeah. poses as Jessica. But what's great is we see her like using all of her Photoshop and editing skills to be able to kind of mock up these uh, diplomas. And it's great. The father has a fantastic line where he's like, if Oxford had a degree in this, you'd have like a, a yeah. PhD or something. You'd be like number that, one in your class. Yeah, be yeah. Number one in your class. Um, so she does, she spends all this time like getting these documents ready. And then for the mother of uh, the Park family, just to be like, no, no, I don't need those. Yeah. Um, but how Jessica infiltrates is it's it's really great it's, it is like this parasitic nature and that like so kevin is we're being slightly disrespectful in that we can't like we're not pronouncing their proper names but i think it's just for the sense we'll do their character names stumbling. it's easier for the listeners yeah. too um but yeah they do have you know korean names i just i don't have to keep mispronouncing it and slowing it down but it's uh, uh so she plays jet so so he he realizes that uh the, the son of the park family who is the name of just da song um Dasong? I, I don't know how to pronounce Dasong, it, sorry. Yeah. Uh, it's weird because I don't listen to the pronunciations when I'm watching the movie. I just read the subtitles and I read Dasong. So Dasong is like this, um, she was mentioned, the mother mentions that, oh, I wanted to get him an art tutor and stuff. And, and then Kevin's just like, oh, actually, I know an art tutor. Uh, yeah. Her name is Jessica. She's from Chicago. And he makes this whole elaborate backstory. And then that's how we see Jessica get introduced into the house. Yeah. Or another thing that I think was interesting there, because so Dasong is like super hyperactive little kid that his mom is convinced is very talented at art for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, and Jessica comes in and she's actually talented. Like you saw it with the Photoshop stuff. Like she actually had skill at art, but because yeah. of her societal ranking, she'll never make it as an artist. And this Dasung will probably end up being some creative person just because he has the money to support it. Um, but I love when she comes in and she just like, spews bullshit and it's like the mom is eating it up the mom is like yes 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 my son is definitely tortured oh my god he's such a tortured soul like all jessica needed to do to get that information was go dasung did something ever happen to you and as a little kid he'd be like yeah this one time there's this really scary person on my birthday yeah yeah Uh, because it's great because I think she, it's it's weird because she's the most talented of all of them, in my opinion. Like, she is the best at lying. She's like, she has that, like, skill uh, of, like, the Photoshop and stuff that we see earlier on. But she just, she's so cool, calm and collected throughout the entire movie. Um, 
it's a it's a bad sport yeah like she, she, she's the one that passes away at the end and it's just like what murdered is probably the better word uh yeah. violently that, like, it, violently yeah. killed uh but yeah it's kind of like unfortunate and like i just a, I suppose another tangent in a way that it's just like I remember watching this movie and I'm like Jesus Christ this this is like a when you see their whole the level of these guys operation you're just like how are they not like criminal masterminds I'm like they they could be like they, they could be doing much bigger heists than whatever the fuck this slow but game they can here. that's the yeah. point it's because of where know, they were crazy. born they cannot like if they were born at a higher level they'd be robbing banks but because they're born at the lower also you're definitely gonna have to edit out some stuff because there's a lot of background noise where dan came in and told me why the toilet's so high oh why is the toilet so high the toilet is so high because they are beneath the toilet that's how low they are yeah in terms of in the society they're like really they're very dregs because like their house is under the ground so the toilet has to be higher so that Why? it can connect all the sewer stuff. But you, there's such thing as basement toilets, isn't there? Well, there is if you're what? the Park family because you live on the top of a hill. But when you're no, in but the... like in the fucking Dicey's, I'm pretty sure you go downstairs to take a leak. No. Yeah, but I don't know. Allegedly, it's symbolism. Okay, Allegedly. I understand the symbolism, but I'm just like from a from a from a from plumbing a... point of view, I don't understand the necessity of it. Well, a... I think it's more expensive. You because t- you have to oh, like push fair. stuff up. Then you know. That's fair. That's Whereas fair. if you just like drop into the sewer. Because remember, oh, there's that is the worst scene. I actually think we should with just... the with the, the yeah. Um, what I do, we'll, we'll, we'll go through the rest well, of the Kim family. So the... then we've also got uh, and the last one then is the mother. Uh, actually, no, no sorry. What, I, hate, you, what, sorry. I hate. Well, the I hate. I'll just mention the fa- well. So the father gets in because what happens is Jessica is going home with the chauffeur one night and he's being a bit creepy and then she sees an opportunity to be like, oh, I can potentially get him fired and get my dad to come in. So mm-hmm. she leaves her underwear in the car and then. Uh, the, the, the dad of the Park family Mr. Park <laughs> so he finds this and comes to this speculation of what might have happened and then the mother gets concerned and the mother it's talks to so Jessica it's so funny and then it's, it's, it's that a, interaction I, I, is scene, hilarious yeah, it's great. also the Mrs. Park's facial expressions all the time oh, she's I great think. she's probably is she's she probably this? I think I, I think her character is one of the funniest characters like in that she's very good at being that yeah, I think I think and this is what it's 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 weird because she kind of has more comedic lines and delivery and stuff, but that's kind of robbed or that's kind of stolen away when it comes to the subtitles. I find where someone like Mister Kim, who has these kind of like you know deep and powerful kind of like realizations about life and stuff and these like monologues, you can kind of read that, but you can also hear his tone. And it's it's easier mm-hmm. to kind of understand his performance in it. But I think she's fantastic in it. Yeah, as well. I thought she was so good. But yeah, so then the chauffeur gets fired. The dad gets hired after the coffee test. I thought it was interesting because he shows up for his interview, his chauffeur interview, and Mr. Park makes him wait because Mr. Park's like, my time is way more valuable than your time, so you can wait. Then they do, they get into the car and Mr. Park is explicitly like, this isn't a test. I just wanted to be out of the office, but then proceeds to like verbally grade him for the entire drive like he's like it's not a test but he's like holding this coffee mug and you can tell he's seeing how much the coffee is swaying and would you fail that yeah i would although fun fact i just repassed my driver's test because i had to do my driver's test again in america oh was it easier or harder in america and nobody cares about but me I don't know. So you don't have to do like a hill start or a reverse around a corner America, or a three-point no turn. lack of hills, yes. Um, but you do have to reverse in a straight line. Oh, oh, that's a bit tricky. Mm. And, and there's a lot of stop signs. So you have to come to a full stop. So I guess now 
the only person missing from the Kim family is the mom. Yeah. I hate her. Why don't you like the mom? I just think she's an annoying character. Like, I just oh. don't like her. I don't like... She's such a bitch. That's actually why I don't okay. like her. Because I think the other thing, right? So, the idea is that these Kim family are parasites to the rich family. But you can yeah. almost... Like, they're all nice, you know? They're all, like, you know, Jessica and Kevin, they're taking advantage. But they're not, like, mean to the kids or anything. It's not like Jessica's, like, beating okay. the child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. you know, like, Kevin, in the end, does end up having a weird sexual relationship with a very young child but Mm -hmm. it's not like the mom is actually mean like yeah no i get that yeah i don't like her i don't like her um and so how she gets in is that they realize that the housekeeper who has pretty much been in that house as long as it was built because she was working for the architect who built it um they basically realize she's allergic to peaches and use kind of like peach fuzz that to so make good. her sick and they convince the the park family that she's got tb and that they should fire her and then that's how uh, the mom gets in um so that's how they kind of infiltrate it but there's there's a lot there's like obviously we're kind of you know skimming over kind of the intricacies of how they do all this but it's all done very well and that like that takes us up like that's like about the hour, like, first hour yeah. of the movie is them like sneaking into the house i thought i thought it was so good with the housekeeper because there was like this whole thing of like they kind of look down on the housekeeper a lot the old housekeeper because they're like she thinks she's better she thinks yeah. this house is hers you know yeah. and then yeah she's allergic to peaches so they find this out because the daughter of the parks is like i wish i could have peaches um and they're like why don't you just ask for peaches and she's like that is a forbidden fruit in this household but it's funny, like, like you kind of even see their resentment towards her slightly when they're just like, she eats enough for two. And it's just like, like they kind of say that sort of shit. And it's like, that's just a mean thing to fucking say. Yeah, but, but then, then you realize later on, yeah, you realize why. So yeah, um, that was good. But, it's a, but uh, the only other thing I wanted to say about, like, so then there's, there's um, Dahai, uh, da I can't pronounce her name. So the sister, the person that um, Hai, Kevin think, is tutoring. Yeah. Tahaya. Uh it's funny she has that I great she has that great speech uh when she's talking to Kevin about um how she hates pretenders uh because she's she's like oh my 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 brother's only pretending to be an art and it's great she does this whole speech like I hate I hate these pretend like this movie by the way and we're not going to touch on everything but it's got some fantastic dialogue and like foreshadowing and there's like like even small things where like like even the very first scene where there's this like he flicks away a cockroach or a fly and stuff because he sees it as so beneath him and then later on in the movie that sort of same dismissal of someone's like of his existence yeah. the dad Mr. Kim's is done later on it's just it is, there's it's so much cleverness well I, I, we're not going to talk about it all just no, wanna, like, I think just you'd need like a 20 hour long podcast to actually cover this hour and a half long movie yeah. it's so clever it's so clever yeah Um. but yeah the housekeeper woman who has been there since the beginning was like recommended again because we see how important recommendations are by the architect when the Kim, when the Park family bought the house. They were like, you should keep this housekeeper. Mm. And then when they get her fired and the mom starts working, then the Park family go away on holiday. They're on like a camping trip. Yeah. And the woman shows up. The, the fire. Well, see, my thing, just, to, just to briefly talk about, um, what you call it, uh, about like before 
uh, the woman shows up, which is basically when the family go away, when the Park family go away, and all the Kims are just in the house drinking booze, eating snacks, and it's like I was just thinking about these are idiots. Like you're going to get cut. Like this is just like they, like for someone that is so strategic and so thoughtful in their planning, they really haven't considered like what if they leave a stain somewhere? What if like like they notice the booze missing? I'm just like you guys. But I think their thing is that they feel they belong there, like. Okay, that's yeah. that's the symbolism of like they don't think this is rogue or like acting out of place because they're like we belong here now too like they don't fully accept that they only belong because they're paid by the park family oh, okay. it's more like oh we've elevated ourselves in society like look what we do now we're not sitting in our basement we're like sitting here you know because you see it at the end where your man uh kevin is like someday i will own this house it's like no you won't kevin yeah. No, you won't. We'll come back that to that, was, though. Uh, we'll come back to that, yeah. But, but what I... Yeah, and there's a great scene where um, the mother... Oh, Mrs. Kim. Can we call him Mrs. Kim? Mrs. Kim. That? It's a bit... Yeah. Mrs. Kim. Yeah, but, yeah father... Father Kim... Mr. Kim, Mrs. Kim, son, son Kim, no. and daughter Kim. No. What? We have Mr. Kim, Mrs. Kim, Jessica, Kevin. Then we've Mr. Park, Mrs. Park, son Park, daughter Park. Um, but what you call it yeah it's a great scene where they're kind of having an argument in that like the father has that same thing that you're talking about there where it's like yes we finally got here we've built it all up and then uh, Mrs. Kim is just like what are you talking about if they walked through this door right now you'd be scattering away like one of these like one of the cockroaches in our apartment do you know what I mean you'd be, and like it's funny like that eventually happens yeah. as well and then like that whole scene well like you say initially the, house, the old housekeeper shows up yeah so the old housekeeper shows up and turns out Fun fact, she's been hiding her husband in the basement. <laughs> Which is like, this is where the movie, like, because... Gets dark. You don't really know exactly... Yeah, like, you don't know where the movie's kind of going. It's just about them kind of hiding out. You don't, like, them going to get caught. But then there's this whole additional element yeah. that, like, you just weren't expecting. Because it's, it's great because that... I'd like again we can't I cannot I'm not educated enough to talk about this movie but also I can't don't have the right vocabulary to be able to describe some of the things but that that archway with the with the kind of the, the plates and the glasses that leads down into the basement is such a fantastic tool used with throughout the movie but when we literally see the housekeeper disappear into the darkness and then we don't see her re-emerge and you're wondering what's going on it's like looking into a black hole it's like a horror movie tension mm-hmm. um, and when you go down you see her she's trying to push a bookcase or a, like a, a cabinet to the right you're like wait what the fuck is going on now because we see her she looks a bit more unhinged than she was before uh, she was so much more put together when you know she was dealing with the parks but now it's just like what the fuck is going on? And then, yeah, like you say, we go down to a, like a, a, a secret concealed basement and her husband's there. Yeah, her husband who had a gambling problem and the sharks were coming after him to like claim their debts so she hid him here. But it, again, this is very good symbolism because it's like there's an even deeper level of like beneathness that like in the society yeah. of like the people that don't exist. You know, like the people that have had yeah. to be fully taken off. Like, because I mean, that I I guess, I mean, this is, I have not read this online, so I don't actually know if this is true. And maybe there's film critics out there will that debate with me. But there are a lot of like undocumented people in Asia where because of the child policy and whatever, you're only allowed to have one. So there's a lot of people that don't exist. Like they exist, yeah. they're people, but they can't like get jobs. They can't go outside because they don't exist. Um. And it's like this even lower level of like societal hierarchy where, you know, you have, you think you have like top class, like rich, rich, rich people, middle class, lower class, but there's this hidden level that like is not 
it's not seen by the by the upper class people like they don't even know it exists i think that's the cool thing it's like their house yeah their house but this level is just beneath them they they don't even realize yeah. it's there yeah and i know uh, like kim uh bong joon ho uh, bong joon ho like talks about how stairs is used quite well it's something like we don't we never see the I think it's we never see the parks go downstairs. Only come up, yeah. You only see them go up. So I think there's something like that where it's just stairs are kind of used as a bit of a, a metaphor in this to kind of, you know, there's a lot of metaphors in but they used to kind of symbolise, I suppose, class and such. Um, but yeah, it's, it's great because um, then we see that whole standoff between uh, Mrs. Kim and the old housekeeper. The previous housekeeper just like, I was like, oh, I'm going to call the police now. You've been spotted. And then there's that discovery then by the old housekeeper that she's not uh, Mrs. Park it, Mrs. Kim isn't who she says she is yeah. she's actually also an imposter nearly in a way and her whole family are and and then it's like um, oh well this- I'm going to call the police on you it's like this back and forth but it's interesting because you'd think you would think that they would team up together and they'd be like oh, yeah of course this makes perfect sense let's help your husband because you know we're, we're coming from the same part of society but it's that as soon as they got there, they're like, you're beneath me now. Like, why yeah. would I help you? You're beneath me. You you offer me no reason to do anything for you. Um, So it's like the, I think that was like the parasitic nature of the society in terms of like, as soon as you get elevated, you instantly forget where you came from. And yeah. you won't help anybody. You know, it's all very selfish. But we should go back to The Rock because I feel like, Given that you missed so the Dwayne Rock. the Rock Johnson predominantly <laughs> came to fame in the around 1990s WWF. Um, WWE? No, it? no, it was the WWF when he oh. came in. And he was known as Rocky Maivea, I think it is. And so basically he's a third generation superstar. Oh, you meant the Rock in this film. Chortle, chortle, chortle. Chortle, chortle, chortle. So the Rock in the film is a fortune rock. Yeah. And this is a very, this is, I think, one of the cleverest pieces of symbolism in the movie. Also, probably should have done this podcast with Dan, because I feel like he's way more intelligent than me and would have had a way better podcast on the Parasite. But um, we were also saying that, so you get this rock. The rock is a symbol for, like, wealth and, like, rich families own lots of these rocks and they're in all the different rooms and they're meant to bring material wealth. That's the idea of the rock. But Kevin gets a rock from his friend who's the same friend that gives the recommendation to go and be the tutor for the parks gets this rock and the family are like this is such an opportune gift thank you so much like we love this rock oh my yeah. god it's amazing and you see throughout the movie they're like taking care of the rock so like the mom has the scene where she's brushing the rock but in the last scene in the apartment when it floods you see the rock floating because it wasn't a rock, it was a fake. And that was the whole kind of like, it's it's this idea of like, sometimes what looks like a good fit isn't actually qualified to be whatever it is, but it works for the purpose of like, you know, giving people the sense of wealth or whatever. But yeah, the rock was floating because it was a fake. I never understood that because I was like, surely you surely you'd know it was a fake rock if it was it has the buoyancy to be able to float. Well, it would just have a, it would just it. have a air bubble. Yeah, I just know. That's just what I was just... Yeah. yeah. I know you're the scientist, but I was just like... Well, no, mm. yeah, I, I agree. Mm. Like, if it... I, but I think it's the thing of, like, no one knew what they were looking at. That yeah, was the idea. That's true. Well, so, that's, like, you, oh, d- you didn't God, know it should be such a heavy rock, you know? Like, you're like, yeah. should the rock be this heavy? I'm sure this person is giving us this gift. It has to be real kind of thing. You know? Yeah. It's well, that's that the same with... 
well, all the families are rocks. All the family members are the rocks when you think about yeah. it. Because look, you may think he's a driver, but turns out he floats in water. <laughs> did, did I get my metaphors confused or symbolism? Maybe I did. But this this comes back a lot through it of like this thing of like you need to look the part. Nothing is as it seems. Yeah, it's it's more about like how you look than your actual. Yeah, composition that's, that's important some, some people look like the rock aged 40 some people. other people look like macaulay culkin aged 40 <laughs> but only one of them is going to get hired as a housekeeper exactly exactly gary you got it's it you got rock. the symbolism Thank perfect you. i got the movie you got the i'm movie. a film critic now yeah 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 quickly just want to say i just want to quickly say this oh we can talk about the family coming back and yeah. how there's shenanigans there so yes, yeah, so the family come back. It's a whole thing. The, yeah, what uh, the family come back, which is it. It, it kind of talks about this. The tension in this was fantastic. The score in this movie is also phenomenal. So I haven't talked about mm-hmm. that. Um, really good mix of classical and just like high tension. Um, you know, scoring. But uh, so yes, yeah, so the family come home and they are you know um the Kims are. This is all happening while they've they've made this discovery with the housekeeper. Uh, so they and pushed her down you know, the stairs. Yeah, this fucking, that's a brutal scene. So they have to like get everything in order. They have to clean everything up. They've tied up the husband of the housekeeper and they've, the housekeeper is just like being nudged down to the basement. And there's this great scene. It, it It's nearly funny in how quickly it's done, but they've cleaned everything up and all of a sudden the, the Mrs. Park is like walking into the kitchen and you see the housekeeper kind of emerging from like that kind of archway I mentioned earlier. And then Mrs. Kim just walks by and just fucking, is it, she kicks her, isn't it? It's just like, oh, so it's a push, sorry. I was thinking earlier. She just pushes her and she like, it's really funny in that moment. And then it becomes really unfunny when you see her head just as she tumbles downstairs and just smack against the wall. Because the mom was meant to be there. Mrs. Kim was meant to be there kind yeah. of keeping the house in order. So she wasn't looking after the dogs. She didn't. Yeah, she didn't have to like run and hide, but the rest of them had to run and hide. And I guess so. They hid under the table. And another thing that happens a lot in the movie is Mister Park references the smell of Mister Kim. Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, and it's like this. Like even if you look wealthy, we still will know. Like if you look the part of the chauffeur, you still smell or whatever. So he like references that he can smell Mr. Kim and they're talking about this. And Mr. Kim gets very self-conscious by this. As you would. I mean, if someone told me yeah, I smelled you... all the time and like was very obviously like holding your nose going, ew, gross. Yeah. Yeah. Because the great thing where the kids at that song is just like, it's like, yeah, they all smell the same. All of the help smells the same. And it's, and it's great because rather than the parents putting it together like oh maybe they're maybe they all know each other it's just like oh that's just maybe what those that's what poor that's what poorer like. people smell like yeah oh it wasn't it's like that's what it smells like when you boil a rag or something mm. something diminishing like that yeah. i don't know uh, demeaning like that um but yeah so this whole scene this fantastically tense scene of like um them all hiding under the couch and then the, the, the parks are kind of just pretty much getting ready for bed and then the song decides to camp outside and then the mom and dad are like oh sure we'll sleep out we'll sleep on the couch and keep an eye on them from here but meanwhile all the kims are underneath the couch and trying to like hide out again you know they're beneath them literally hiding like cockroaches or yeah they've um, scuttled to hide like a cockroach scuttled, yeah uh and there's that weird kind of scene where mr kim mr park gets a bit this a bit frisky with mrs park and it's like put on that cheap underwear and oh yeah. that was weird, weird that was weird <laughs> yeah like there's a lot of like pretend you're a poor person hmm. <laughs> but yeah they eventually get out and uh then there's like a back like you said when they get back to the apartment at uh, the sub basement as it's re- keeps being referred to in all the like 
things I read up on it, which is just like, uh, it's completely flooded. The whole street's flooded. I, I, I actually will take a bit of a ta- tangent here to just talk about how the effects in this movie. So they built that street, but also... They built the yeah. street. I'm so sure they what? built the street. That's so impressive. Hold on. I mean, I, I believe I, it. I, I believe it. They built the house, as you told me earlier. Yeah, they built, I, I can't remember. It was something like the the the... the the street that they flooded, I think, was all a set or something like that. But a lot of it was green screen. And I st- another thing people should go look at, this movie has a ridiculous amount of blue and green screen that you would not expect. It's phenomenal. Like the whole, when you're standing outside the house and you look up at the roof, the the, the roof is blue, blue screen. It's green screen. Also, like where the trees are, you know, the way you can see all the houses around that? Pretty much the trees are real and then it's a green screen behind that. There's an entire newsreel. Do you know the bit at the end where they're like, we're out here at the park house and they're like talking about the street. That's all green. That whole, the house is not there. They film that after the fact. Like I suggest, like go look at the Parasite blue green screen. This. It's crazy how much they, they used in this. Um, so well, and they just, you wouldn't and you just, know. Do, you just don't notice you it. You wouldn't know. So we just cut like for about two minutes there just so I could show Alice the level of blue screen in this video. I'll, I'll actually put a link to it in the podcast episode do. so people can click into it. But it's fucking insane. And I think people need to know that you can watch this movie three times at least and not notice there's any blue or green screen. That's how well it's done. Like... You know what? You can watch it three times. On Amazon Prime Video. Amazon Prime Video offers multiple types of TV shows and movies. Specifically, The Boys. Streaming now. Seasons 1 and 2. With good subtitles. With good subtitles? I feel like I'm, every time you do an Amazon thing, I'm going to have that <laughs> yeah, at the good. end. Um, uh, okay, so what do you want to talk about? So right, so then have... they have the weird sex scene. The, part, the Kim family eventually make it out. They go home and their life is being washed away. Flooded. They've, like, oh, they've really wow. gone from like living the dream... And within like one second, everything's gone. And everything's yeah, been washing. And the toilet's backing up. Oh, it's gross. Because they live beneath the toilet, when the water level rises, the pressure pushes everything out of the toilet. Yeah. And it's very black. Uh, weird black. Um, but gross. what's also happening at the same time, and it's really like the, the most despair in this movie, I suppose, is when the house is flooding, you'd see it's like, upending the Kim's li- family's life but then also um, so the husband of the housekeeper is tied in the basement below and the house the old housekeeper uh, she is she's been hit in the head she's saying she's dizzy and she's kind of like fainting and she's getting sick and then you realise that oh my is she going to die and then her husband's like tied up and literally watching her fade away yeah. and you're just like Jesus Christ this movie's grim it was grim and he's like hitting himself on the head isn't he trying to escape was that that scene Kind of like uh, yeah, so yeah, so what he's actually do- yeah, so he was doing like SOS on the lights. Yeah. So it's weird because throughout the movie you see that these lights that are kind of turning on as people walk up the stairs, but you realize that the hut, the hut, the husband of the housekeeper has been downstairs turning the lights on because he like worships Mr. Park. Yeah, because he's kind of losing his mind. Being yeah, stuck in a and he's obsessed with Mr. Park. He has like a shrine down in the basement. So anytime he hears the footsteps, he'll like. They thought they were like automatic lights because they, they even at one point they're like, oh, the lights aren't turning on. You know? Yes, and because they, they yeah. thought they were automatic, because again they just didn't. But see, even... it breaks it breaks up the question to me: How the fuck do they turn on? How are they supposed to turn on? The switch. Do you have to go there down to the basement? To, to turn... ha- no, there has to be a switch somewhere. But I think but I know this is actually this is a good segue. This is a good segue because 
when I was watching this again and then doing my little bit of research, what I was reading is like, it's also the Park family are parasites and they suck all the energy yes. of the people that work for them. Because if you actually look at it, they have like no idea how to do any tasks. Yeah. Like they, they don't know where the light switches are. They don't know how to make food. They don't know, you know, how to do anything. Like without the housekeeper, they're really incapable of living. And it goes off, like, the definition of a parasite, which is not being able to survive without the help or sustenance of others. Of the and that, host, like, the, yeah. the, the Park family can't, yeah, the host, the Park family cannot survive by themselves. No. They need um, the help. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was clever, too. A clever movie. Um, so this kind of all leads us towards this garden party, which is, and, and it's great, because this is where we see that, like, the Kim family have, like, lost everything. They hate, and then we really start to see that, like, the, not the nastiness, but I suppose the, the ignorance of the park family in that like they're just saying all these things about like oh we're gonna have a garden party don't bring presents and like and they're just being like oh there's there's some things where it's just like oh yeah they they oh, what is it? they kind of firstly they expect the kim family to just work the weekend like yeah even though the kim family are like living in a shelter because they've lost everything but they, they, the, the 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 parks don't know no that, exactly because they, like, they just well well they they know they're not of the same they just wouldn't fathom that yeah. the Kim family would not drop everything to work for them. Um, and then Mrs. Park is like going around and she's inviting everyone to this very fancy garden party that she's decided she's going to throw for her son's birthday. And she's like, don't bring presents, don't bring presents. But, you know, maybe you could play a song on your cello. And obviously everyone shows up with presents because the don't bring presents was a front you're meant to yeah. still bring a present um but i thought that oh what people have said that to me for years yeah you're meant to bring, bring a present you should bring oh, no, i haven't been present no, oh bring shit bring i was just Always bringing bring my presents. charming wit and fantastic personality i am JK, the present i was in i was i showed up drunk and wildly offensive <laughs> my presence is your present yeah, I hope people could start just really understand that like their presence for the next year and a bit is just going to be me delivering s- delivering them uh, physical copies of Reading in the Peers Best of of twenty twenty one. I'm gonna put it on like cassette or something difficult to play. You're gonna oh my god, you should do that. You should where you have to like mm. wind the tape with the pencil. Yeah, really awkward. I yeah. loved that. Um, I'm actually gonna put it on a PSP disc. Oh god, PSP. yeah, I do. Yeah. Sorry, wildly off tangent. Um, um, so yeah, so. But then there's also that great scene where Mr. Kim, he's in the car with Mr. Park. And obviously he doesn't have his own clothes because they've been flooded. So they had to like get, they were in this like, um, the shelter, like shelter and had to like be given clothes. And then he's doing this awkward thing of like, oh God, he really smells today. And you're just like, and because they don't know what's no. happened to them. And we know we're just like, use your asshole. Yeah. Like they, like, they were in sewage. Like last night they were hmm. trying to pick up their life's belongings in sewage. It's also, they picked up the yeah. rock. I thought that was funny too. They picked up the floating rock. It's good. It's a good rock. You can need that nice rock. Nice rock. But um, yeah, so then they have the party and the Kims are all expected to go. But I thought what was cool was that the only, the two people, like the tutors, because those were like higher employees, yeah. were invited to the party. They weren't working. They were, like Jessica was invited well, was it? No, she what wasn't she? No, because remember she was like, oh, take uh, the the mother, Mrs. Park, was just like, oh, take it like one of your lessons, as in like like yeah, show up, you're I gonna mean, bring the cake. She out she and stuff. she paid him. She was given a she yeah, paid. Them, she was given a more sort of, but she didn't have to do anything, you know. Yeah, whereas like Mrs. Park, sorry, Mrs. Kim, like had to set up tables, and, and Mr. Mr. Kim, Kim had, had to, to like, be the Indian. Dress up as Indian. 
I feel like there was an analogy there, a metaphor between Indians and stolen land and something that I just didn't I, pick I up didn't, on. I, I didn't pick up something on Something someone smarter would imagine. Yeah. I just seemed like a weird obsession. They had a weird obsession with the there States. There was. Mother was just like, yes, the tent must be good because we ordered it from the USA. Well, no, that's a, that's a thing in a lot of like Asian countries. It's like, oh, this came from America because I'm, I oh, can okay. afford to, because sh- it's expensive to ship stuff to, from America to like Korea. Right. So then, yeah. So Jessica and Kevin don't really have to work because they're the tutors, but Mrs. Kim and Mr. Kim do have to work. And Mr. Kim is being made be an Indian by Mr. Park, who's like very dismissive of him being like, you should be so thankful that I'm paying you. Like you're being paid to do this. Like look happy kind of stuff. Like do what I say, sit, stay, play, you know? Um, But he keeps commenting on the smell and it kills Mr. Kim. Then creepy basement guy appears. He's the fucking creepiest fucking dude. Um, Even if he wasn't leaving in a basement, I would be fucking terrified of him. Yeah, because before he escapes, so uh, Kevin goes down to like feed him or to get something from the basement. I can't. I think to feed him something. Yeah, he was being nice. They're they're kind of yeah, they're conscious about it because Jessica tried to go down with food, and then Mrs. Park was just like, "Oh no, come on, we're going outside, Mm -hmm. come on." Man, fuck. Uh, but he goes down and then the basement guy escapes and just fucking feral goes at him. But the bit with the rock, like, that's just, yeah, where he, like, thro- like he throws the rock at Kevin's head once and then twice. And then you just see it thump off his head and you're just like... But it's funny because it's it's weird because if it was a real rock, he'd probably be dead. But only because the rock Is fake. was, like, a fake one, yeah. it's that he survived. Yeah, no, and because it's a fake one, then it's fine. And the other thing that I thought was crazy is that then we realized this is why Da Sung is messed up is because he had seen this man when he had been eating his birthday cake like a couple of years yeah. ago. And Da Sung sees the man again and then starts to like convulse because he's so yeah. afraid of this man, uh, which to be fair, if I saw that man in the dark in my house, I would yeah, eagerly be traumatized. And then, um, then, oh, then the creepy dude kills Jessica. Yeah, he grabs a knife, comes out, stabs Jessica, like, in the heart, pretty much. And then Kim, uh, Mr. Kim is, like, rushes to kind of conceal the the wound. But then, um, the only thing the parks care about is the fact that the little kid to song has had a seizure. And they're like, Mr. Kim, come on, we need need to get the ambulance. But this woman has just been stabbed. And they're not so much concerned about, um... You know the the feral man, the the husband of the housekeeper. They kill because him. he, no, because he is currently trying to attack Chuk's son. I think Mrs. Kim, as we should call it, Mrs. Kim, because she's the one that pretty much killed the housekeeper, mm. and that's what was one of the last dying words. The housekeeper, the previous housekeeper, was just remember this name. You know the one that we haven't been able to pronounce yeah, that one. That so name. remember this name. Go after her. So he is go. He is going after her. So they're preoccupied in a kind of a tussle. Mr. Kim is trying to pr- put pressure on the room, but then the only thing the parks is like, come on bring the keys let's go yeah. and then Mr. Kim throws him the keys but it's somehow the tussle between um the kind of the, the sub-basement man and Mrs. Kim is happening it's on them and Mr. Park has no intention of trying to save Mrs. Kim in the slightest no. he just wants the keys to be able to help his, his son his son who is perfectly fine he's just he's, uh, he had a bit of a spooks he had a, sc- had a like as in it's not like he's bleeding like given at this point we have one girl who's open bleeding to death one guy yeah. who's been hit with a rock on his head a couple of times. Mm. And then the little son that got a bit scared. 
But like, and it's grass because like this party has maybe about like 30 people at it and nobody is helping. No. They are lo- so concerned. Like, yeah, I understand being concerned for your own safety, but there's like mob mentality. It's like, if yeah. we all start thrashing the guy, you'll be fine. Yeah. And then, but then he dies. Someone stops him. Yeah. So what him. happens is, uh, so Mr. Kim gets him then. Mm. Uh, oh no, sorry. No, Mrs. Kim stabs him with like a meat with skewer. With a meat skewer. Yeah. I do remember the yeah, meat skewer. And, and then we realize that Jessica, like it's the bleeding dead. becomes too much. Um, yeah, no, so hold on. Then Mrs. Kim stabs him with the meat skewer, stabs the creepy yeah. guy from the basement. He dies. Then Mr. Park comes over and, like, pulls out the, or is holding the sword, but he's, like, being, like, ooh, gross. And it's uh, kind of, like, yeah. the final straw of, like, it's, he's, like, looking down yeah. on this dead body as, like, garbage. He's, like, ooh, it's, like, taking out the trash. And then that snaps Mr. Kim and he lunges and kills Mr. Park kills Mr. and then runs away because obviously now he's going to be wanted by the police yeah and then that's kind of like the end of this is a lot of people online are like calling this act three like the third act of the film or something uh, from this point onwards no like that whole build up to the party like when they're established and we know about the guy in the basement and the party yeah so you've had the party kind of comes to an end obviously then because Mr. Park has been murdered like the yeah, the patriarch, the, the, of the, the, the biggest party killer of yeah. all. Like you know, I mean, like like talk about killing the vibe. Seeing the dad of the son's birthday party that's being held, getting for, murdered, get a knife to the heart. You're just like, oh, I kind of don't feel like listening to any more cello, Rachel. But I kind of <laughs> just want to go home. Karen, stop. Karen, enough of the cello. Enough. Karen, I know I said no presents, but you could have actually brought something. Yeah. And I do not appreciate you trying to set up a table and have some hors d'oeuvres as my husband is bleeding to death. <laughs> but Karen? interestingly, they still do nothing. No one helps. They still, yeah, no, no one helps at all. Um, so then, anyway, Mr. Kim runs away. So then you have Mrs. Kim is left. Kevin is kind of woozy because he's, well, being, hel- he's being helped by the daughter of Yes, because she's in um, love with him. The daughter of the yeah. park is in love with Kevin. I, I, so I, I know you said it was inappropriate, but I have some level of reasoning to myself, which is imagine if she was in sixth year of school. So she's yet to graduate because that's what Min, that's why Min suggests Kevin because he's like, hey, can you just literally just keep an eye on her? Because if I send one of my other college friends, they'll do something inappropriate. Kel surprise, Kevin does something inappropriate. But it's just like, so I like to think that he's in first year college and she's in like sixth year. He tried to do but the entrance why. exam into college four times. So he's like a PhD student. Oh no, he's way older than yeah. <laughs> yeah, never mind. Yeah. Oops, sorry. Apologies. It's like a PhD student and a first year Sorry, for some reason student. I thought, I thought he only did the college exam. I thought he failed it once. Oh, oops. Okay, my bad. Yeah. I clearly, this was the worst thing about taking notes. Whenever I looked down, I was missing dialogue. It's a pain in the hole. Um, but yes, so then she's helping Kevin, who's been hit with the head with a rock. Mrs. Kim is now going over to Jessica, being like, my daughter, my daughter. Um, Mr. Yeah. Kim has fled. Uh, Mr. Park is dead. Dasung is unconscious. Various things, right? Then it cuts to Kevin in hospital, and he's in the bed. And there's a doctor and a detective and he starts laughing. That's a really funny scene though. It I is a really funny scene. scene. And the doctor's like, it's brain damage. But there's like a subtle thing of like, Kevin doesn't think they look the part. Like he doesn't think the detective looks like a detective. Like, ah, that's a good point. He's yeah. laughing because it's like, these people aren't qualified for their job. And it's this whole kind of circle of, does it actually matter if you are qualified for the job or does it matter if you look like you're qualified yeah, for the oh, job? Yeah, that's good, yeah. Yeah, and then 
it goes Jessica's dead. They go they they stand they stand trial yeah. pretty much, and then they only get like a suspended sentence. But Mr. Kim has been like is in the wind. Nobody He's in the wind, and then um, Jessica's dead. Jessica's dead. And they're very sad about that. Then it turns out. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that. She was like, uh, so she's dead. They're very sad. And moving on to. <laughs> but then it becomes clear that Mr. Kim has taken the place of the creepy guy in the basement. And yeah, he so now lives there. there. And Kevin sits on a hill and watches the house because the Park yeah. family moved out. And he's convinced that the dad is trying to send him Morse code. Yeah, it's yeah. So the, it's it's because he just likes to he he kind of talked about. It. So they, originally the detectives were following him around all the time because they thought he knew where the Kevin knew where the dad was, but he really didn't. And he just said he likes to sometimes go up on the hill and look at the house and just think of like potentially like oh what it was like to live there. And uh, one of the nights that, but he said one of the nights he spent longer look there than he expected. And as all the lights went out, he noticed that the lights that were controlled from the basement started kind of emitting a sort of a Morse code message. And I just thought it would be something like, hey, Kevin, I'm here, help. But this dad wrote a fucking, like, 10-page <laughs> essay that he was doing in Morse code every night. Man, just keep it simple. Do you know what but I mean? But also, fucking, like, fucking... was he doing it on a loop? That's just a lot of effort. Like... I'm like, do push-ups, man. Do something, you know? Work on your own personal development. He could development. have been The Rock if he had... Yeah, exactly. Okay, maybe not from a uh, nutrition point of view, but I'm like, man, look, we're all in a bit of a quarantine. We're all in our own basements. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some people waste their time doing Morse code messages. Some people waste it doing movie podcasts. But other people are out making sourdough. You know, they're they're reading books. They're watching Netflix. There's better things to be doing. All right. Okay. Calm down. (laughs) No biggie. But yeah, I thought that was cool because there was also stuff of like they had thought that like the Kim family had thought they were above the housekeeper and her husband. And in the end of the mm. movie, he'd taken the position of this lower person. You yeah. Know? Uh, and then and then it kind of ends with um, Ke- Ke- Kevin's like, oh, don't worry. One of these days I'm going to, you know, have enough money. And we see the scene play out of him being super rich and buying the house off real estate agents. And, you know, and he says in his letter, he's, he writes his dad a letter and he goes, one of these days then you're going to walk up the stairs and we're going to be there to hug you in the sun mm-hmm. and stuff. And you see all that play out and it's really nice. And then you have the kill and shot. And then... And then it just realised that he's still writing the letter. It hasn't happened yet. And it just... And then the end of the letter he's writing, it just goes, until then, take care. And he was like, oh, shit. But also, <laughs> like, it was that... Then you have the, the the certain kill shot. Like, you... He finishes writing this letter and it pivots to him and he's sitting in the shadow in the basement and you're like, that will never happen. Yeah. And it's like that... It, I, I, I was reading stuff online that like, that is really just to like quell any hope in the audience yeah. of there being like this is a possible reality everyone just has to leave that movie being like nah he's never gonna see his dad again and which is like it's you know this whole movie is sort of symbolic of you know the class system and stuff and then you realise that that's how a lot of people's lives go and that they, they think they'll be able to achieve the wealth and status that they crave for but then they they don't and you can and even it's... like get the PhDs get the degrees but unless you're in the inner circle you, it doesn't you know, matter those pieces of paper can, are meaningless you know, you can release 30 movie podcasts, but they'll never consult you for an MCU movie. But Pierce no Brosnan will it. never tweet you at really I'm telling you, years. that is the truth. I'm telling you, what, this is, this moment onwards, episode 31, every sign-off I'm going to do, I've been looking for a sign-off, and it's going to be somehow a plea for Pierce Brosnan to come on this podcast, or just to notice me. Is this a desperate cry for help? Perhaps. It's been quite a long lockdown, I'm not going to lie. So, um, that's, that's going to be my new goal. So, um... Before we before we end, I have some more. Just two, I have 
three more fact attacks for you. Uh, but one of them was that it was at the Munich Film Festival, Bong Joon-ho said that he doesn't like screenwriting and that it makes him nervous and insufferable to his family. So the idea of Parasite existed since 2015, but the final script was written in only three and a half months and it won an Oscar for it. Uh, he also said that in an interview with Cine21, he spoke of his experience of filming in the super, in the hyper-rich Korean home and how he his hand literally shook from anxiety when he was returning a, crash ta- a trash can that was used as a prop. The trash can was of high-tech variety that stayed silent even when the lid was closed, and it cost as much as two thousand five hundred US dollars. What? And finally, yeah. And finally, the movie, oh, the whole movie, was shot in just seventy-seven days. Whoa! Which is not that. Which is not that bad when you think about it. Most of it's done like in the same location, but just it's just so good though. Like I, I'm, I don't know. Do you like in general foreign films? So, and this is what I wanted to talk about as well, just about um subtitle movies and stuff and like well, where I kind of stand it. and it's like I think this movie will has going to do great for people seeing kind of dubbed stuff as a bit of a barrier mm-hmm. um, like I think really it just showed people that there's such an like I oh what is it he came out Bong Joon-ho came up I think it was in his Oscar speech it was something like uh, yeah, so it's it's once you overcome the one inch tall barrier of subtitles, you will be introduced to so many more amazing movies. Um, so I think that was just like a it, like yeah. So I think I need to, now where I suffer from, and I realize I'm saying this as an idiot, uh, is that I am. I many people know this about me is I'm very hyperactive and require constant, um, you know what's the word, like, stimulation in that, like, while I'm watching something, I'm probably also doing something, like, mm. two other things as well. So, like, I watch it on Netflix shows, but I'll be, like, texting or, like, typing or doing something at the same time. But subtitled stuff, I, like, it's like Narcos. I fucking struggle through Narcos because whenever I looked at my phone or anything, you I would, miss. like, I'd have to, like, wind back. So that's just something in me that I need to fucking get, get better at. But, um... I have that too. I just miss parts of the movies, though. And then eventually I yeah. start to pick up I mean, not with Korean, but with, like, French stuff or Spanish stuff or German stuff. I just started to, like, actually kind of be able to understand bits of it. I don't know if I, like, understood Um, the tones. But, yes, I do think that, like, people should not be afraid of the subtitles because it's... You don't live in Switzerland, so you don't have three sets of subtitles. So be thankful oh, for that. Oh, fuck off! Would you? They used like, to have oh, like guys. You don't know, guys. You don't you know, know sufferance. I, I had to live in Switzerland. No, I had to oh. read English, French, and oh, German. Geez, and I, I don't know about you, you with your hyperactivity, Christ. but like me, when I see something on the screen, I have to read it. So like, if subtitles come up, even in an English movie, like English movie with subtitles, I will still read the subtitles. So when it's three lines of subtitles, I will read the English to the French to the German. My brain gets very sore. Okay. It's so well, bad. Like you've got a PhD, so you should be fine. You'd be, be fine, ground with but it. But not. I mean, um, shows, you, shows you how valuable PhDs are. <laughs> <laughs> Paper, the documents mean nothing. It's all about who you know. Exactly. And in this case, I know it's no great one. that I'm able to get a fucking PhD in nanoscience to come on my movie podcast. So thank you, Alice. Yes, exactly. It's it's all about who you know and where you grew up, isn't it, Gary? Exactly. Good old Moivel exactly. crew. Shout out to the crew. Another shout outs to the many people, the thousands of people that have listened to this episode, the, the billions of people who've listened to any of the other ones. Uh, if you want to know when new ones are coming out, you can follow at Reeling the Peers on Instagram. You can follow on Spotify. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts. You can leave a five star review with some text on Apple, po- Apple Podcasts and I'll do a fun thing on Instagram. Um, but finally, Alice, again, thank you very much. Thank you for having me, Gary. It was great fun. I Somehow we made a podcast on a film that 
we couldn't natively understand. Exactly. Showing exactly. people it's, that it's that it's that good. It's that exactly, good that two exactly. incredibly unqualified people can have the appearance of knowing what they're doing and talk about Parasite. Exactly, exactly. Um, okay, so ladies and gentlemen, we really hope you enjoyed. Pierce Bros, please say hello to me. Bye! <laughs>